episode 247, Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. My name is Eddie Cohn. I don't know why I'm laughing or smiling. Uh, maybe I'm a little anxious, but <laughs> everything is fine. All is well. I hope you're doing well. And I'm still trying to navigate how this podcast is going to unfold this year. Um, it, it feels a little random as to why and or when I press record as one of my cats walks in. Today I want to talk about fear because it's, it's, some, it's a topic that I've really been thinking a lot about over the last few years and how living in a state of fear may prevent me from trying new things or living in that state of fear may cause me to not trust or have faith in people or in society or, or hoping that things will turn out okay. And, and it's, you know, I'm not naive here in the sense that obviously, you know, having health insurance or, or car insurance is, is probably a, an appropriate um, add-on to your life. I think you should probably drive, you know, the speed limit and not drink and drive. You know, there's obviously sort of behaviors that that make a lot of sense. And I think it's I think living cautiously um is probably a healthy way to to live in this world of ours, but hey Nellie, my other cat's coming in. They want to say hi. But I think getting older having a milestone birthday a year ago, it's, it's really sort of made me want to recalibrate my approach or the way that I want to live or, and, or it's made me sort of think back to how I have lived. And, and maybe that doesn't have to be me for the rest of my life. There's this incredible song by Tom Petty called, um, Crawling Back to You. It's off, it's off of his record, Wildflowers. And there's this line that I just really somehow have, I've embraced it as my mantra. And it's, it, the line is, most things I worry about never happen anyway. And there's so much truth in that line. There's so much truth in that lyric. You know, how much time do we ultimately waste worrying about something that never happens anyway? And I guess it's, it's okay to worry or live cautiously. You know, there's a rainstorm that I'll certainly talk about momentarily that's happening here in L.A. And I think it, it makes sense to try not go out as often as you can and or at least, you know, drive slowly or carefully. We had a dinner, uh, we had some dinner guests over last night and it was it was really raining hard at that moment. And, um, you know, they could have decided not to come over because, you know, they were worried about getting into a car accident or when they left, you know, we have these, these the staircase outside and it was obviously very slippery and they potentially were at risk of, of slipping and falling. You know, I guess you need to ask yourself, how often are you not doing something because you're scared? And some of your fears may be uh, justified, but at what point does it get to this sort of level where you're not actually living your life? You're, you are allowing fear to control the way you conduct yourself day in and day out. 
and it becomes unhealthy. And or, or it gets to a place where you're not living a full life. I guess as I had a birthday about a year ago, I just started to reflect back upon all the times maybe I could have lived more fully. Or, or I, I think back about moments where I allowed fear to prevent me from doing some things that I wanted to ultimately do. And I don't, I don't want that. I want that to not happen as often. I mean, I went on four vacations this last year. And that's something, I guess going on vacations, I know the word vacation sounds relaxing, but we try to go somewhere out of the country or we try to explore new civilizations or, or areas in the world. And it's always challenging for me because it forces me out of my comfort zone. And, and I do it over and over again because I don't want to get comfortable. I want to challenge myself. I want to break the barriers a little bit. And this isn't sort of, you know, pointing fingers at the way I was raised, but it does feel like this cloud of anxiety and fear sort of permeates in the genetic makeup of my body, my family. And um, I don't know if it's cultural. I don't know if it's, it's probably a combination of culture, things that happened to uh, my family over the years. But I don't want that fear and anxiety to control uh, or distort the way that I look at the world. And again, I'm not denying that bad things don't happen. I'm not denying that something tragic uh, doesn't happen every day. But I think we have to be careful that, you know, if you're looking at the news every day or, or who you surround yourself with, how are they skewing your perception of the world. And I, I, of course, have to talk about this this storm and sort of what's gone on with how now the weather is being reported with these words like atmospheric river, bomb cyclone, um, to describe thunderstorms or rainstorms. And again, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to poo-poo or belittle this rainstorm that's happening in LA. Um, I have some friends that live in Topanga. A couple of them have been evacuated. So clearly, you know, there's, there's a real threat um, from this storm. But um, a friend of mine, you know, messaged me a few days ago on Friday and just was saying, God, are, are you doing okay? And I, I wasn't uh, being snippy. I, just, I, just, I said, what are you, what are you talking about? And his response is, well, I've been reading about this, this terrible storm in L.A. And, and I have to say, today, Monday, and yesterday, Sunday, were easily the, the worst days of the storm because as of Friday, really nothing had happened. And I, I, my response was, well, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And so he ended up sending a, a link to an article, and the words that are being used in these articles to describe these storms I, I guess it's it's it potentially is heart pounding. I mean, to see the words life threatening, bomb cyclone, um, to describe this this rainstorm is is uh, no wonder people are so traumatized. I mean, if, if if the way that news and storms and weather, if it's if it's reported, and and I could argue it's such a hyperbolic way, where we use the words life threatening uh, to describe them. Uh, no wonder people are reaching out to me to, t- to check to see if I'm okay. Um, it's, I, I guess, 
I guess I've gotten to the point where I've pretty much eliminated the news media from my periphery, my mental periphery, because, you know, I'll listen to Bill Maher, and he's he's pretty critical of, of the news media, because it, it does feel like it's no longer just giving us information. There is this sort of uh, intent to make people scared. And then what happens when people are scared? I mean, what what are they... Uh, how are they changing their perception of the world, or or how are they living? Are they living less fully uh, if if they're if they're full of fear? It does feel as though there is this sort of subtle movement to make people scared. And I guess, look, a rainstorm certainly is life threatening, but isn't. I guess everything we everything we do is life threatening, isn't it? I mean, just living at home, you could, you know, having hardwood floors, one one could argue, is life threatening because they're slippery. You know, having a rug potentially could be life threatening because you could trip over the edge of the rug, and then maybe you land headfirst and plant your head right into your television in the wall. I mean, at some point, isn't everything life threatening? I still always find it interesting that um, cars are getting more technology uh, added to the screens, and you can text, and you can watch television, and play video games on these screens, yet there are really no articles about the destruction of cars and how life-threatening those are. You know, and I don't want this to seem, you know, anti um, global warming. I clearly believe that there's some serious destruction that is happening to our environment, but if we keep, the media keeps amplifying or describing these storms with these, these, these very hyperbolic words like atmospheric river and life-threatening and bomb cyclone, uh, it certainly would make one feel like, oh my God, we've never had this happen before. But I guess growing up in Ohio and being around all these terrible snowstorms and rainstorms, whenever I see storms out here, they always feel... They, they, I guess they pale in comparison. Like it just feels sort of like it's no big deal. It's just another rainstorm. It's, it's interesting how we take information in. How are you allowing this information to affect your perspective on the world? I want to read a little piece here from The Hill. I, I went online and saw that they are a uh, bipartisan um, news publication whatever that means these days. But um, this is written by Jeffrey McCall. I won't read the whole thing. Too many Americans live in fear today. Continued fear of COVID, fear of being canceled, fear of extremism, fear of the existential threats, fear of fear itself. Americans are fearful in large part because too many establishment media provide a constant drumbeat of frightful shadows that send news consumers looking for places to hide. (laughs) Stories of woe permeate today's media messaging, seldom with nuanced reporting that puts threat in proper context. The news agenda on a micro level covers a variety of dreadful events and stories, but the macro message boils down to one headline. Be afraid. Propagandists work under the assumption that people eventually believe what they hear most often. The constant hyping of a culture of fear has rhetorically scared otherwise reasonable Americans 
into irrational emotions and behaviors. Media appears to play a key role in this cultural disruption. The motivation is unclear. Seeking ratings hardly explains a preoccupation with the sensationalism of never-ending breaking news. One explanation could be that media executives are simply oblivious to the emotional carnage on the nation's psyche. Some of those executives are not known for their deep intellects or selfless concern for the national good. Purdue University President Mitch Daniels addressed the nation's fearfulness in his recent remarks to the graduating class. He told the graduates that many of the nation's elders failed a fundamental test of leadership during the COVID crisis. They let their understandable human fear of uncertainty overcome their duty to balance all interests for which they were responsible. Daniels noted that even before COVID, there were troubling signs that fearfulness was beginning to erode the spirit of adventure, the willingness to take considered risks. I just, I feel like it's a really important reminder just reading that article. Just think a lot about what we're worrying about and where does this worry come from? Is it in our genetic makeup? Um, I'm always so envious and, and respect people that, you know, travel to new and exciting places that take chances that just sort of have this carpe diem attitude about life. And it feels like those types of people are, there's less and less of those types of people. And again, this is not to be disrespectful. There's a lot of people out here in LA that, that um, don't live in homes. And clearly this, this rainstorm is going to make their life threatening, um, and I think people that live in the hills need to be very careful. I think people that are driving need to be careful. Um, but then I ask myself, you know, are our lives threatened every single day? What are we choosing to be worried about? What are we choosing to focus on? And it's, it's, it makes sense to be cautious, but when do we allow the worry and the fear to take over and we're not able to act reasonably or we're not reasonably able to make decisions for ourselves. I'm so happy my friends last night took the risk in the rainstorm and came over and we had dinner last night and we had a wonderful discussion about life and it was just a great night. And I have plans this evening to, to, um, to go to like this recovery lab and I mean, yeah, if, if the rain is pouring down and, and we can't see, I mean, it might make sense to not go. Um, but at what point do we not live our lives? At what point do we allow the media or these news stories to make the decisions for us? I, I guess I just, I get to, I got to a point this last, these last few years where I'm tired of allowing fear to ultimately make decisions for me or to distort my perception of reality. That is what fear is doing. Fear distorts our, per our perception of truth. So live with less fear. Carpe diem. And then, you know, in those moments where you are making a decision or you're fearing, feel feeling that anxiety or fear take over, maybe ask yourself, you know, why is that happening? 
where is that coming from? What is triggering those emotions in your brain? And then decide, if, is that a rabbit hole that you want to sort of come to terms with or figure out? Do you want to live a life with less fear? <laughs> I would imagine you would, right? So, yeah, I'll leave you with that for today. Uh, you know where to find me on social at Eddie Cohn or the Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm weighing where to take this show. Maybe create seasons. Um, I can't decide if I want guests on still. It's, it's, it's complicated. I can't figure it out. I'm in the midst of recording a lot of music, so that's sort of taking my focus right now. But always appreciative of you listening. Uh, please share the show with your friends. Maybe write a review on iTunes. Um, I'll be back soon. But as always, thanks so much for listening, supporting, being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. <laughs>